Welcome to our podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Barry Cohen, the co-president of Orbograph, and Joe Gregory, the vice president of marketing for Orbograph. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good morning. I'm great. This is Barry Cohen. Uh, happy to be here. Hey, Sean. It's Joe, and uh, doing awesome as well. Hey, do me a favor. Let's do a little, a quick little history lesson. Joe, give me sort of your path at how you wound up at Orbograph. You know, I started off about 10 years uh, in the industry, you know, before Orbograph, and I was working for a company called Wasa Financial Systems, and I had a great experience there. I had the opportunity to be both in sales, marketing, and product management, uh, focusing in the area of check processing. Um, you know, I was really introduced to Orbograph through Wasa Financial because uh, Wasa and Orbograph uh, became business partners. In fact, Wasa was Orbograph's first business partner. And back then, like 25 years ago, this uh, young, aggressive engineer named Avikam Boltson was really the one behind Orbograph. Uh, he was trying to come up with a solution that could automatically read data from checks. Um, and they were a startup and uh, a lot of heavy R&D going on, and they needed uh, some expertise in the sales and marketing area. So uh, after, um, after I decided to move on, I looked at the opportunity uh, at Orbograph, and it was just a, a great opportunity back then. And, and that was almost 20 years ago. And since then, I've been lucky enough to play in the marketing space uh, at Orbograph. I help roll out all the different products that we have on both product lines and uh, really having a great time doing it even after 20 years. Barry, how'd you get here? Thanks for asking. You know, I get to talk about my favorite topic. So uh, with the Orbograph being in uh, the healthcare payment space, I've actually had the, uh, the pleasure of seeing my career go full circle. I actually started out uh, in a healthcare clinical setting in, in cardiology and in cardiac catheterization many, many years ago. Um, I was working, as I say, in a clinical setting as a technician at a large uh, teaching hospital. And eventually, uh, that led me to migrate uh, to the um, vendor space, selling and marketing um, cardiology equipment to hospitals and doctors. And so I really cut my teeth both on the clinical side and in the sales and marketing side. Um, I had the opportunity to join Orbotech, Orbotech um, some 20 years ago, a little bit more than 20 years ago. Orbotech, as you may or may not know, is the parent company of Orbograph. Orbotech is a publicly traded Israeli-based global company in the electronics arena, and Orbograph is a wholly owned subsidiary of Orbotech. And I joined Orbotech some 20 plus years ago um, to manage their U.S. subsidiary. About 10 years or so ago, I had the opportunity to move over to co-manage Orbograph, which was really very exciting to me because uh, Orbograph at that time and to this day uh, really operates as uh, sort of a nimble, agile high-tech startup company, and that's the environment that we have, even though we are owned by a large publicly traded uh, parent. So 10-plus years ago when I joined Orbograph, Orbograph had had great success in the uh, check processing automation arena. And what we uh, attempted to do at that time was see how can we leverage uh, Orbograph's um, experience and success in automation and electronification in check processing to another business. And what we decided to do was focus on healthcare payments, and we uh, we worked on building and developing uh, what we now call our healthcare payments automation platform. And essentially, what we did is design that platform to tackle the challenge of automating explanation of benefits and denial correspondence letters to facilitate posting, 
processing and revenue cycle efficiency. And that's what we've been at probably since, oh, I would say 2011. Today, um, Orbograph processes somewhere in the order of billions of healthcare remittances and checks annually. And we've really developed a very respected name as a technology innovator in the industries that we serve. Now, being one of those companies that are on the super front bleeding edge of trends within payments and healthcare, I'm interested, you know, there's the ongoing story about doom and gloom with regard to actual paper checks. Oh, they're disappearing. They're dinosaurs. Is that what you've seen? You know, Sean, that's that's a pretty... Uh... A good segue into this particular topic because, um, uh, you know, the the dichotomy of what you're talking about is that you introduced us as like a high tech company, but we're also talking about checks. And um, on the on the positive side, you know, there has been a definite stabilization of check volumes over the last several years. There's still over 18 billion written every year. Um, and so, in the midst of you know these traditional or legacy type of payments. Um, you're seeing this stabilization because uh, people still and, and companies still have faith and uh, enjoy, I guess, to some extent, using these tools to transact business. Um, in fact, you know, even though there's been a modest increase in some fraud and risk uh, aspects relating to check payments, uh, I think that's actually a healthy thing because the, the dynamic uh, environment, you know, the uh, consumers and businesses alike are moving towards different ways of transacting, transacting business with checks. Now, on the flip side, you know, there's been a ton of innovation going on in payments. There's a, a concept called faster payments, which is going on, led by the, the Federal Reserve and uh, the Clearinghouse. There's new flavors of ACH, which are much quicker, mobile, mobile payments. Uh, even you, you've seen the birth of new payments in the industry uh, cryptocurrencies and ICOs are like attracting interest like gangbusters right now. Um, so the fact that this dynamic environment is, is evolving, I think is really an opportunity for us to, um, solidify, um, you know, the, the platforms that are out there that our business partners are using, um, banks and, uh, uh, companies that are still processing checks are very interested in increasing their levels of automation. And um, and actually, how that ties in and for some discussions here a little bit later is dealing with uh, automation, machine learning, and business intelligence on their platforms. All of those uh, have been evolving and are ready to just really launch uh, in the industry right now. And what's interesting is that um, we see a lot of parallels to what uh, you just described, Joe, uh, on the healthcare side, which is the other uh, piece of our business where we see this just um, really a tremendous persistence in the amount of paper that's being dealt with by the healthcare ecosystem. Now, we're, pro we're focused on payments, and it probably would surprise everyone who's listening to know that there are still somewhere around 1 billion uh, remittances that are sent by paper check and paper electronic uh, explanation of benefits annually in this country. As a matter of fact, for certain providers in certain specialties, they might see as much as 50% of their payments come by paper. Additionally, as you know, many times uh, the payers, the health insurance companies, in addition to sending the payment and the remittance advice, they, they often have to send some kind of a correspondence letter, usually uh, around a denial. And the interesting thing is that 
every payment, whether that payment was made electronically or by paper, if there is one of those correspondence letters, that comes in the form of paper in the mail. So again, it just creates this environment that's just drowning in paper. And of course, the paper is very labor intensive, it's costly, and it's error prone. And that's kind of where we come in because that just creates this tremendous need to deploy, um, uh, to, to deploy intelligent automation with embedded quality control uh, to achieve real electronification and streamline the healthcare revenue cycle. And that need is clear and it's growing. I find it really interesting that the technology that was supposed to signal the end of checking the digital age has actually reinforced the confidence and faith in paper remittances. I find that really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that the uh, the concept of electronification uh, and bridging between the paper and a full electronic environment is is ultimately what is going to um, deliver uh, full electronification today and really for the future. Because when you're talking about trying to get to 100% automation, the uh, testing overhead in order to get there in both healthcare as well as check is... Um, uh, it's virtually impossible. So by having those technologies that actually make that bridge, um, I think that is really the enabling technology that will get everyone to the level where they would like to be. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I think the bridge between the paper and electronic and trying to find a way to meld and merge those, because as we see, both in the, in the, in the banking world and in the healthcare world, they coexist and they're probably going to coexist for a long time. And so that that's really where we live is the ability to bridge between those two and really create um, meaningful data that people can use uh, to streamline their processes. Now, talking about that, that's an excellent lead in to my next question that are there any sort of products or projects that maybe you can tell me about that you haven't maybe told the whole world about yet that you're working on to try and help solidify and advance this segment? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's a great question. I mean, you know, we'll talk about what we can talk about publicly. We've got a lot that we're working on that uh, just is not ready to be talked about yet, but there's a lot we can say for sure. Um, and we're, go we're going through a, a big change in how we develop products. Um, and and it, it's kind of a, it's a very exciting time for Orbograph. So traditionally, the way Orbograph developed products is that we, we're very good at, uh, at, at using sort of industry best in class toolkits and combining them with our unique know-how. And our know-how typically was in the area of uh, recognition technology, but also in the area of advanced algorithm development. And really that was the key, is that we were able to deploy algorithms. And by doing that, um, over the years, we really fine-tuned that strategy and were able to achieve uh, really industry-leading results, especially in the Czech world, uh, for our, our banking uh, customers and for our channel partners. And that's worked for us up, up to now, but it's, in, it's, it's, it's really uh, caused us to look at that as we go forward because what we find now is that we have a, a, a huge evolving demand for better performance, new features, faster time to market, and it's really kind of relentless. And we've had to sort of think out of the box because trying to solve all those problems algorithmically with just let's come up with a new algorithm to do this or to do that, it wasn't fast enough for us. And fortunately, we were able to look around and see that uh, there is an opportunity for us to deploy new technologies. And those technologies exist, exist in uh, the worlds of artificial intelligence and deep learning. 
Um, and that's, that's kind of where uh, it gets very, very interesting for Orbograph. Um, you may or may not know that Orbograph's center of excellence for development and, and R&D and technology and know-how is all based in Israel, specifically in the Tel Aviv high-tech corridor. What's interesting is that very, very same high-tech corridor is currently the global epicenter for academic and commercial development in the field of artificial intelligence and deep learning, which, as we all know, is a, just an exploding field right now. And all the big players right now are in Israel trying to leverage that technology. I'm talking about folks like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and many, many others. We, Orbograph, are just perfectly positioned to leverage those trends, and that's, in fact, what we're currently doing. Um, we've developed very, very close ties to the leading academic research in Israel, and we have very, very unique access to this exciting and developing technology. And we're, it's, it's not just academic. We're actually doing things with it and bringing it to bear to the challenges that our customers face. In terms of your question regarding, uh, you know, how do we translate this uh, AI technology and deep learning into our solution suites, I would classify it as uh, what we'd call operationalizing it. Um, what that means is being able to take it and embed it within our solution platforms and maximize the value of it. Um, and we're a very, you know, operational, tactically oriented organization. So Barry was referring to um, some of these EOBs, uh, which are also called EOPs, uh, correspondence letters. You know, there are companies out there who have rooms full, roomfuls of people who are doing these specialized data entry processes. And one of the things that jumps out, not only from the labor costs involved there, but the number of uh, errors that are originated in this work, uh, because you're relying on the human element. So both from a quality and from a uh, an automation perspective, uh, the main goal is to embed this type of technology into the platform to drive the electronification levels and the automation levels, you know, to virtually 100%. Um, and we think that the uh, healthcare payment automation center that we have is actually perfectly positioned for that uh, because of the fact that it's on the Amazon cloud. Uh, we have unlimited scalability, so we can put as many GPUs as we would like uh, within the uh, configuration that we have there, and it gives us the ability to really uh, streamline and, and drive throughput to um, new levels. And, uh, you know, today there's usually a one to two day wait on uh, some of the uh, posting information that comes back from these manual processes. You know, we're trying to push those timelines up consolidate it and, uh, and really drive a, a whole new experience. Um, so that's on the healthcare front, you know, and on the banking front, on the, on the payments front, uh, we're definitely embedding AI and deep learning into our check processing systems. We're going to see uh, lower processing costs. We're going to see uh, much higher adoption, uh, especially through the self-service channels. You know, many uh, financial institutions are using uh, mobile remote deposit capture, mobile ATMs, you know, as their primary devices to, you know, push their consumers and push their businesses towards those channels to keep the operational costs lower. And one of the challenges that they're experiencing is that the automation rates only read 70, 80% of these transactions. So for that other, you know, 20%, they have to go back to the branch to deposit these items. 
And uh, that's not a great experience for the customer. So we think we can drive that into the upper 90s, approaching 100%. Um, and also, you know, we're, we're going to apply the AI and deep learning technologies to payment negotiability testing, to fraud and risk, and even on the compliance perspective. A good example of that is um, how we're going to be using it with restrictive endorsements for both mobile and RDC items. You know, we're using AI technology to detect these items and uh, really mitigate the risks for the financial institution. So a lot of great stuff going on uh, around this new technology. You know, you mentioned a very important thing, Joe, and that is the mobile RDC. Now, those limits are actually heading up, which I think is a very clear indication of the confidence in the continued use of paper remittance that I believe the per item deposit limits have gone above $5,000. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the, the companies who are in that space have a lot of good controls that they've put into place to mitigate the risk for financial institutions. You know, so we're just really entering into a new phase uh, for mobile and for remote deposit capture because once you start to break through this several thousand dollar limit, um, now you start to potentially expose yourself a bit more. And that's where additional controls, additional uh, image analysis testing, things that we're doing such as check stock verification, uh, signature verification, which are all automated. Um, these can all be built into the process now and uh, really help keep the, the risk at a low point and let the um, financial institutions expand those limits and drive higher levels of adoption. And Barry, I think that with that increase in the amounts that are allowed to be uploaded mobily, just as a general rule, security is something that is of utmost concern and something you really focus on at Orbograph. No, absolutely. Um, that, that's, that's the world we live in. We've lived in it for very, very long on the check side and, and have had to, had to comply with all of the security and privacy components. And it's even compounded further now that we're on the healthcare side and we're, we're dealing with HIPAA. And um, it's, it's something that we devote a massive amount of attention resources to as a company, no doubt about it. It's, it's, a, it's a big topic in our company and, and one that we take very, very seriously. Well, I have to say, this has been absolutely fascinating. I really enjoy getting to, to have a conversation with people who really know what they're talking about. Today, I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with two fantastic gentlemen from Orbograph. I have Barry Cohen, the co-president of Orbograph, and Joe Gregory, the vice president of marketing. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.